Just want to say first thing, in case your Spotify acts screwy like mine did on Tuesday, this is April 21st, 2022, all right? We're not going to evaluate whether Noah Fant would be a good dynasty pick in a rookie draft. That's three, that's years ago. We don't want you to get confused. 2022, April 21st, the NFL draft, the 2022 NFL draft is next week. It might not be that good, but for us uh, dynasty players, fantasy players, they're all good. So we'll break some of that down tonight, look at a couple drafts we're in, talk to Kevin Scott about some of the rookies. That's got to be on the rookies here with only a week to go. Should be fun. Thanks for watching. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. This is The Deep End. So not many people know this, but I'm older than Adam. <laughs> Just a little I, trivia, a little barely. show trivia for you. Barely. And Daryl LaMonica died today. So he played a long time ago. We're not going to evaluate his fantasy prospects. But uh, he was a super cool figure, I think, in football. He was a bill. He played for Notre Dame. He was a quarterback at Notre Dame the late 50s, and then was drafted by the Bills in 63, I think, and was Jack Kemp's backup for most of his career in Buffalo. Kemp was the starting quarterback. The Bills won AFL titles 64-65. LaMonica only started four games for the Bills before being traded to Oakland, and he started right away for Al Davis in uh, Oakland. Started Super Bowl two. This is a little bit before my, I know it's hard to believe, Adam, but a little bit before my time. But uh, LaMonica was like one of these super cool 60s football figures, especially AFL. Started Super Bowl II for the Raiders, as I said. Played through 74. And I talked to him once. I did a, a card show, like The Hobby it was called, you know, sports cards and memorabilia. And I talked to LaMonica. He was into fishing. This is maybe 10 or 15 wow. years ago. But I loved it. I loved it. And so news uh, got around today that he had died at age 80. And so I'm just doing a Raiders uh, thing here. I even changed my shirt <laughs> to go a little bit silver and black. Sure. Now, so tell me real quick, why was he the Mad Bomber? Well, I don't – I'm not sure that I know, but he was known for throwing the ball deep. I mean, the Raiders – you know this. The Raiders' reputation forever has been the deep ball. You know, that's – La Monica, maybe it started with La Monica, but, you know, Stabler and Branch and I don't know, like they were always looking for guys in the 90s and the 2000s who could replicate that and sort of get Al Davis back to where he, his happy place, I think, throwing the ball yeah. deep downfield. Yeah. So um, I don't know how or when La Monica got his nickname, but um, he was like, let's go. Let's go deep. So you got to love it. Got to love him for that. Yeah, no, that's he was he was ahead of, he was ahead of his time there, that guy, you know, uh, yeah. uh for sure. And uh Lamonica, I definitely recognize the name. I wonder I wonder what the analytics community would have said about him back then. You know what I mean? They probably would have loved him. <laughs> because why do you want to throw the ball and not run it? Because it's worth more. It's right. Upside. A good uh average pass play is as good or better than a good running play. So get the ball down the field, you know. 10 to 15 yards or deep. Doesn't ever, not that everything has to be a bomb. So uh, we're going Raiders here. Jim Otto. It's one of my all-time favorite jerseys. My friend Tony bought me that jersey several years ago. It's not gold. It looks sort of brown with the lighting and the backdrop here, but it's silver. The best sports jersey I've ever seen. Otto is the center of those teams. Hall of Famer. Syracuse, I think. The best sports jersey I've ever seen. Any sport is Jay Otto, but in like if you look at the Immaculate Reception game, the 72 playoffs, O-T-T-O is all the way across, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder, spread out. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> so I love that. And we've got the three Raiders Super Bowl MVP helmets. We've got Boletnikoff in 11, Plunkett in 15, and Marcus Allen in 18 uh, behind me. So that's great. You know, that's great. And, and, and I don't want to, you know, go too crazy on the rabbit hole, but this I'll give my age away. My favorite Jersey growing up. My favorite is the powder blue, the Danian Tomlinson. That would have been the first non bills Jersey that I, that, that I bought. And it was just, it was beautiful. Still yeah. 
and that's that's cool. That's an homage to the same era, like Lance Allworth right. and those yep. Chargers, the LA Chargers back then wore the same the same look. They went back to that, so it's a good choice. I like it. All right, Kevin Scott coming up tonight. We're going to talk some rookies. The NFL draft is a week away. A week away. Dynasty drafts are uh, you know playing out. You and I did a one thousand dollar buy in. That's every year. It's going to be a grand at the FFWC. We've talked about it a couple times, and it's over. It's finally over. Finally. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I mean, I, what do you think? How do we do? I think we did well. I mean, it's – and I hate to say – I think I brought this up last week. Like, I feel like I wanted – I don't think we did our best in the sense where, like, if we did it again today, I think we could do better. And I just – you know, obviously you have much more information, but I think just looking at kind of where – some rookies were taken where, you know, some strategy here, some strategy there. I think um, if we did another one of these, which we probably will, I mean, it's a long off season. We'll probably do another dynasty startup. Um, I think, I think we'll do better. Hey, hey. Let me <laughs> check my, when, we might uh, start one tonight. We might start one tonight. <laughs> you, you feel like uh, maybe it'll be soon. I'm just going to say yeah, opening <laughs> July check 11th looks pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So just to kind of give people, you know, we've talked about this, but it's it's over on uh, Play FFWC there. Uh, great, great site. B- Billy invited us. Scott uh, has been great to us over there. And um, so it's a start three receiver, uh, non-tight end premium, non-super flex, two flex, two running back, one quarterback, uh, kicker tight end defense. So pretty standard. So you get the three receivers, two flex, non-super flex. So, I like um, so yeah, so that's kind of just to, to break that down. I think I would just start with our team here. We'll just kind of, I'll just list the names down for we took. It's tw- 22 rounds. Um, and we ended up with a quarterback. We ended up with Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. How did everybody get their own colors? I don't know. That's fancy, huh? Did we pick our colors. I maybe we didn't. No, I didn't those colors. Oh, Red we didn't. Maybe, maybe we can. This is what are we, Oklahoma? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, uh, fine, but we are Oklahoma. I, yeah. I want to be unique. We're 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 deep end colors. Ooh, light blue, dark blue. That's our brand. Okay, I'm changing it to tonight. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll beat you to it. <laughs> um, quarterbacks: Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. Running backs: Aaron Jones, Michael Carter, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, Marlon Mack. Raheem Mostert, Davis Price, my gosh, the TYR. Is that Tyrone to Tyreek? Tyreon. Tyreon, of Try, course. Tryon. Uh, Ty, Tyreon. Yeah, we'll have to ask Kevin about him in the night. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that deep yet. Uh, receivers, Cooper Cup, Amon Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, Adam Thielen, Jacoby Myers, Robbie Anderson, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Bo Melton. Shout out to a to a previous guest, Cody. Cody Carpentier, Bo Melton, uh, Kevin Austin, yeah, receiver, so and then our tight ends are Kyle Pitts, Adam Troutman. I really like that pick. Irv Smith Jr. and tight end, or sorry, place kicker Justin Tucker. We didn't take a defense. We didn't need to take a kicker, uh, which is interesting strategy. I'll explain that if you want. Sure, and then real quick, um, because there's trading and all this other stuff. Just to look a little look ahead, we we have. A first, two seconds, a third, a fourth, two fifths, and a six, two six next year. So we have a we have a bunch of picks next year too. We didn't we didn't trade away a lot, a lot of stuff. So we got a nice twenty twenty three draft coming up. I so think there I think there can be an advantage. We're banking on there maybe being an advantage in having like a kicker that's your kicker, you know, for the season or for a few seasons. I didn't mind that Justin Tucker is, I think, 32. Like, you could have picked someone younger. Like, the principle would apply at other positions, but I didn't care about that. You know, so many teams will stream kickers, um, and that might end up being us. But I think kicker is different than defense. I think kicker can be just, you know, you have your guy, um, and if you feel like you might be overwhelmed by the streaming because you're in so many leagues, then even – more so, you just want to settle in. Defense, when they told us we didn't have to draft one, like we could have picked any – how many got picked? I don't know. Like say 10 got picked. It's probably fewer. 
But the 10th best defense, you know, we're going to get to week one. And if Jacksonville is going to play Houston, we're going to pick somebody. We're going to want to pivot to somebody from that game, you know. So we'll just uh, wait. What I wanted to do also, and I'm not sure I'm right, but like the last seven or eight rounds of this, rookies. So this guy, Davis Price, I know people who like him. What has to happen? for him to be somebody we want to hang on to. Like he's going to have to be probably drafted by the right team, and then you're going to have to have the right buzz. And I don't know, maybe we find out that he's actually relevant on a team. This is all regardless of whether he's good. I like the idea of the veterans more. That's Julio Jones in this draft. That's, I don't know, like, uh, I don't think we picked Gaskin, but some of these guys that nobody likes, you know, you don't get any oohs and ahs from drafting them. But I think there are obviously there are always going to be three or four players we're going to have to cut, be willing to cut to pick up someone we want on waivers because that always happens. So I think that's kind of a little bit easier when they're veterans. And Julio, I don't know, Adam, like, so if Julio doesn't make it through a training camp and just gives up, okay, that makes it easy. What if he, what's the other side of the coin? You know, like he goes to a team that's good and, he starts to look like Julio Jones. Then we have we have a win there. So I'd rather do that than those middling rookies because I just think there's too much of a chance that by the middle, the, the first quarter of the season, we are not sure what they are and we'll end up being tempted to cut them. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. And that's, you know, I don't want to say that that's deep end kind of thinking there, right? Like Julio oh. Jones, who listen, I'm gonna, <laughs> he hit a home run. I Julio Jones is someone in dice. You've never dreamed. Like I'm not taking Julio Jones. I'd rather take a, a fire on a, on a, on a rookie, but you're right. Some, some of these rookie, especially receivers where you're going to take in the 21st round of a startup draft are guys that aren't even going to, they might not even get drafted. They might not even make an NFL team. Meanwhile, Julio, like you said, is going to sit. He's going to sit around. He's going to get healthy. And he's going to wait for. He's not going to Jacksonville. He's not going to some garbage. He's going to go to wait for a really nice offense to have an injury or to reach out to him. And he's going to come in. And, and and when you have to start three receivers and you can start five, he could find himself in a nice situation where he starts as our wide receiver four or our wide receiver five yeah. or receiver. rookies. We could we could be cutting. So again, that's obviously a short game pick. Uh, but it's, but it's, it's clever. And it's something that other teams probably weren't thinking about. I certainly wasn't thinking about it. Um, and, 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 Adam, we, and we have a couple of those. Kenyon Drake. Yes. Right. I mean, he's less famous than Julio Jones, but isn't he sort of, so what's, what are the different scenarios that could happen? All the whole game is trying to predict, not get in front of the market. If somebody is likelier to sag in the market, then you don't want to pick them. But if they're the, the only scenarios mean they jump up, then you do. So what happens to Kenyon Drake? He gets cut, fine. I mean, that's not going to happen, though. We looked up his dead cap. It's like $8 million. So he's not going to get cut. Right, exactly. His new coach likes to use multiple running backs. Have you heard anybody mention Kenyon Drake once since he got hurt in the, the season? No. Not once. So $8 million for a dead cap. On a new coach who always used multiple running backs in New England, I mean, I don't know. A Jacobs injury, then he goes way up. But you don't even need that to necessarily make him relevant. I think he's good. Like, he was good when he played. So, to me, like, I'd rather be on a guy like that than some of the other dart throws. That's that's all we're doing. Yeah, and he just, you know, he's, he's not young. I mean, he just turned 28, but he's also not – he doesn't have the carries. He doesn't have the touches that a lot that, you know, Derrick Henry, who I think is 28 or 29 has like, he's nowhere near those type of that type of, of, of load. So yeah, I think those are clever picks that, and, and again, we could treat them just like, like you said, you, you made the point of, 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 of why we wouldn't cut Drake or why, you know, they're not going to cut him and they're probably going to use him, but like we could still treat him like any other player in this range. If he, doesn't look good or whatever reason we can, we can cut him because we took him in the 17th round. We, we had a bunch of extra picks down here too. It's hard to see. Um, Cause we obviously had our, like all the we're deep end dynasty. All the players you see there are not our players. They were right. traded and all that type of stuff. So like, but uh, we had a lot of picks in this range too. Uh, Cause we made some trades to trade, to trade back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, overall I like kind of 
what I like what we did. Um, and I like, um, you know, kind of we built for now. And I think we built for the future a little, a little bit with, you know, um, Kyle Pitts. And I think we went in going with a, with a zero RB kind of, or maybe hero RB strategy for this, because you can start so many receivers and Aaron Jones was kind of our guy. We traded up maybe three or four picks to get him. Um, you know, I think he's got at least one good year left in him. And uh, the reason why we did that was because, you know, I'm under the impression, I think we're on the same page running backs. I feel like are easier to, to get and slash develop immediately, right? Like Brees Hall, no one's waiting. No one's going to be like, Oh, well, Brees Hall's got to go to the right team. And then he needs three years to, to develop. No, we're expecting Brees Hall, even Kenny Walker to come out of the gate and be really good. So, um, that's why I think you can kind of go with the zero RB strategy and dynasty and get, get away with it. Cause let's say all of our running backs fail and they stink. Well, next year we've got a first, we've got two seconds. We can move around. We can make some things happen to get some, some young rookie backs. I want to get through the first few weeks and then see where we stand and then find the teams that want to give up too. You want to have those picks just in case you start three and one. This is a head to head leagues. You start, I think it is. So you start with a good record and you have a chance and then you can sort of smell the money a little bit. But if you don't have anything to give up, then you're stuck. So you want to have the right 22 rounds. You want to have a couple of young guys you feel like you can, you can move on from. And then also those draft picks. Cause somebody who thinks they did as well as I, I think we did like fourth or fifth best for this year, but somebody who thinks the same way and then they have a couple of injuries, they lose and they'll want that first, you know, you got You want to come out. I think, I don't think you want to be devoid of, of picks because there's so much randomness and you want to have those pieces. You can trade if it comes to that, Nick, yeah. go, go ahead. Trying to move Aaron Jones is asking for a 20. Oh, it, you can never ask for too much. I know that asking for a 2023 <laughs> first too much for Aaron Jones. I mean, these always depend on who you are, what you have, what they have. Have you imprinted on them? Do they, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, what type right. of trading relationship do you have with this, with this person? You know, I mean, uh, yeah, we could, we could go on all night. On we that. could go on That's all day. Right. I, I think that it depends. I mean, you're not going to get a high end 2023 uh, for, well, you're not going to know if it's too high end 2023, but uh, everybody uh, wants those. Everybody wants them. Everybody wants them. I personally would not, unless, I mean, it depends on the league. Am I loaded everywhere else? And I'm one running back away from competing um, for a, a top two spot. Then maybe do I have three 2023 first round picks already? You know what I mean? There's a lot of things, but I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's something where you're going to shut down negotiations at all by asking for that. You might want to wait out the NFL draft because so many things change. Everybody wants those 2023 ones. Don't you don't want to be a cliche when you ask for it? Yeah. But if you can win, hang on to Aaron Jones. I think, you know, again, always, what is he, what is the price right now? What is he going for in these drafts? And then which is likelier to happen? His price goes higher or lower. I mean, I don't know. They, they could add receivers and, you know, adjust that a little bit, but. I feel like he's a he's a buy in these drafts. I mean, for me, that's why we did it. I yeah. Mean, the the target the point that everybody makes is the number of targets abandoned by Devontae Adams and how Aaron Jones got a lot of volume, got a lot of targets when Adams didn't play in the past. So I like having him. If you don't think you can win, then you make that trade. You ask yourself if you take a second, then you can offer that first and you know figure out what you want to do. But Right. I don't mind having him on my team. I know that our team has him. So, right. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, it depends on where you are. It's a thing, but I don't think you're crazy at all to ask for a 2023 first. Um, I think Jones is going to have a big year this year, um, especially in, in the, uh, in the passing game, which is so important in, in, in PPR. It's like, it's like all these running backs, the difference between, you know, being relevant and being not relevant is targets you know it's just it's so so important um another team uh kevin's actually here but so we'll, we'll get to him in a minute another Good. one team i want to talk to re- talk about really quickly because i thought i love going through the different builds and stuff is it going to be louis no heck no i'm not talking about louis team we talked about louis team enough fantasy bsol frank shinnick and david mora great job great jo- so this is interesting so it's a 22 round draft 
Okay, they have 16 players and they have zero picks next year. So intriguing. They they have uh, and I they're absolutely loaded. I'll read through it real quick. They have one quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. They have Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, Elvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Justin Jackson, Travis Etienne. At receiver, they have Stefan Diggs, Russell Gage, Marquez Callaway, Cortland Sutton, Antonio Brown, Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Michael Thomas. And at tight end, they have Travis Kelsey. So one quarterback stacked with the tight end. Uh, no kicker, no defense yet. They'll, they'll have to pick one up eventually. Um, their last pick was about- Antonio Brown after trading their last future picks to us. Yes. Yes. Thoughts? I mean, I love it. You always want to be different. Different is never bad. Yeah. So this is different. And, you know, if the season starts badly for them, which it probably won't, I mean, it's the nicest starting lineup in the league, almost definitely. Definitely. So if they win 4-0 and or 4-1 and or something like that, then maybe they can even flip, I don't know who's young here, ETN or somebody like that and Sutton and get even stronger. If it goes the other way, they're going to – they'll eventually dump it. But, you know, it's it, – I think different is good. This team established itself, you know, halfway through this draft, if not earlier, as we're going in a certain direction. And I commend them. I think, you know, uh, they definitely built the best lineup. What they need is to survive the randomness that swallows whole teams in these leagues every single year, every time, you know. They just have the bad breaks. Mahomes and Kelsey, probably Mahomes and Kelsey will determine how well they do. You know, if that holds up, Kelsey holds up for another year, then uh, they'll be tough to beat. Yeah, I think it's a really cool strategy. And they they obviously went in with a specific plan. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to have any picks next year. We're going to trade for all the best best players we, we can get. And... What's interesting is, well, like you said, if they if they hit on, on most of these guys, they can win this year and trade off spare parts for next year. Like if they like they have Fournette, Zeke, Zeke. No one's taking Zeke, but Fournette, Zeke, Kamara, Chubb, Etn. They can hit on three of those and still trade one away for a twenty twenty three first. You know, Diggs, Sutton, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas. Like they can hit on two, three of those and still trade. Like I, I really like what they what they did. I think they certainly accomplished. I'm assuming what they wanted to to accomplish. Well, um, you know, Adam, you sign up for a dynasty. Most people, myself included, I think you have the attitude. You know, let's just start something and then put it in the ground, water it, and see what happens. We'll enjoy the trade interactions and we'll enjoy the the process. But really, there is the long term in mind. The, the the fundamental thing about dynasty is this is going to be your team for a period of time. And if you go in with an, not that this guy, these guys did, but if you go in with an attitude, like, you know, I don't care about that. You play it like it's a redraft and you take advantage. You try to take advantage of all the people that are trying to accumulate draft picks. And like, I'm not sure you have some guys who come in and I don't mean this negatively. They, they come in like, I'm not sure what to do right away. So I'll pick up, I'll take your first, you know, I'll take the younger guys. There were guys in this league drafting rookies round one, you know, I mean, they, they seem to have the attitude that it's not, I'm not going to win this year and that's okay. What you and I tried to do when we noticed that we tried to move up, we made the first trade in, you know, and tried to play off of that because there is going to be this attitude that, you know, dynasty, we're going to take our time and, you know, maybe we're not sure of ourselves in a high stakes league like this, so we'll go slow. But what BSOL did is take what we were thinking and go, you know, five times. Yes. And just here are all the draft picks. They made a couple trades with us where you and I went, how can we say no? Right. But they had, they, so, they had a plan. They stuck to it and their team looks really, really good this year. So let's bring in Kevin Scott and try to yeah. figure out which rookies are going to be good because Kevin, I think if, you know, anyone's going to know it's going to be Kevin Scott grinding the data. <laughs> Unless, Kevin, this counts as some of the grinding. We appreciate you taking time out from the grinding to talk with us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Good. To, right. I've been listening in. I think you guys have some great thoughts about Dynasty in general. That, that's a really interesting conversation. Well, I'll tell you what. One of my uh, – we, we haven't got to this, but I feel like 
in a lot of these drafts, I end up like I've gone a little bit too much in the middle. You're trying to accomplish both things. You're trying to get the right young players and build for the, you know, the future, but also give yourself a chance. Do you feel like when you draft these, you really have to pick one or the other, or can you actually succeed middling it, so to speak? Yeah, it's a, <clears throat> I think that's the common like uh, challenge for every dynasty player is find decide first of all deciding what you want to do, you know, it, or uh, or you're going to try that middle ground. For me, um, I've gone both directions in, in various leagues, depending on like you're saying how the draft is falling, how people are approaching uh, picks versus you know uh, existing players and all that kind of stuff. And, and I think you guys were smart with that. You know, you see somebody that is is going. Most guys are going hardcore at the young guys, and yeah, just sit back and take your value with the established players. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is trying to trying my best. One one thing I've learned with dynasty is trying my best not to give up premium picks, even in those kinds of situations. You know, if I can hold on to my, at least my first and second in all future years where you have those while taking advantage of those players, um, because there's some players who are, who are still interested in thirds and fourths and all these future picks that for all intents and purposes are pretty worthless. So, um, but if you're talking two, two years out, even, even one year out. So yeah, I'm going to take advantage of that, but it, I, you know, in a, in a recent league, I traded my second away. I'm willing to do that. My, uh, you know, if I, if I see serious value, but I try to hold on to those. Yeah. It's interesting too. And I feel like, you know, for, for dynasty startups, if you can, I feel like auctions the way to go, but most, you know, sites and stuff, you can't do auction. And so I feel like it really depends too on what draft slot that you get. And it might sound crazy, but like, if I'm like, if I'm in a super flex tight end premium, okay. If I've got the number one pick or number two, but like, I want, you know, me personally, Josh Allen to me, he's a player that I can have on my team for 10 years. Fine. Great. Awesome. But if I'm in a draft like this, like if I had the first pick, Jonathan Taylor or Jamar Chit, like to me, those, those players aren't necessarily make or break the franchise. They're not going to play for 10, 15 years, like a quarterback and super flex. I would trade out of there mm-hmm. and I would get a ton of picks and right. build my team that way. But if we're Mike and I were at the end of the first, there was, you know, no one wanted to trade up to 10. So we right. had to kind of do the opposite and we needed to trade up and go get a guy. I think it depends on where you are and like who you like. And I think you just got to be flexible. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the uh, the willingness to, um, you know, make a move and and part with those early picks is so rare. You know, like I feel like in, in my leagues, people are very hesitant to give up their first round, you know, overall pick like in that in that startup. And if you think about it, that's just the top top 12 players by our current you know, sure. list. Yeah, it, that's going to shift. I mean, even even in one offseason, that's going to shift. So being willing to move back, if you pick up a future first, I mean, that kind of stuff you pick up even try to stockpile those third, fourth, fifth round startup picks. Those are gold, you know, and I think people trade those away too easily to get those top picks uh, for sure. So. So Kevin, the draft is one week away. What are a couple of your thoughts here, whether it's fantasy draft related or, you know, you're taking in all this uh, information as we all are about the top running backs, the top receivers, landing spots, what comes to mind? Yeah, I guess draft in general. Um, what comes to mind is it's it's kind of sad how uh, devalued running backs are. At the same time, uh, yeah, you know, Brees is. Hall is the only one that, and Kenneth Walker to an extent, are the only ones that really get people excited. So I think it's also it's like the fact that we're devaluing running backs on top of the, the you know the being a weak class. Uh, that's kind of sad, but you know the receivers are exciting still. I I cannot get a feel for if a year from now we're going to say this is a this was a, another historic you know, receiver class, like we have a couple times in the past few years, or if we're going to say, wow, we really overvalued those guys. It's, it's hard to tell, you know, like once, until we see them in a, in a NFL, you know, uniform and with the team and catching passes from an NFL quarterback, uh, putting up real stats, it's really hard to tell um, who's really going to uh, boom bust. But uh, I think we have, you know, from all intents, for all intents purposes, seven guys, maybe eight guys who have a realistic chance in the first, first round. Uh, you have some projects like, you know, Christian Watson, uh, who could be awesome, but could be, you know, like super raw and not do much. But there's several guys, you know, especially the Ohio State guys and, um, you know, uh, Drake London, who I think are going to be instant starters and possibly instant stars. So those those guys are exciting. I, I don't know about tight ends. That's another question mark. Quarterbacks seem kind of bad. But, uh, yeah, we can talk about a few guys for sure. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's interesting too. It, it, you know, you were saying it's sad about the running back position, and they're talking about man, maybe like ten years ago, Brees Hall might have been a top five yeah, pick. Definitely. You know, and the, I, I remember watching the draft when I forget Michael probably know the year off that it was like Cedric Benson, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, like went like two, three, and four. Yeah, it's crazy. Was that like two thousand five or something? Six or seven? Oh, six or seven? Somewhere in there. But like, uh, none of those guys p- panned out. You know, I wasn't born yet. So <laughs> you weren't born into your fantasy uh into the fantasy world yet that's but, actually yeah. williams man that guy was supposed to be awesome and he just yeah injuries yeah. and all types of stuff but like you know so does a team like and, and i use the bills for example because i'm in I'm a, I'm a bills fan and they've kind of been rumored to it like does a like yeah they're it's, it's not smart to take a running back in the first round but if we're talking about a guy that was good enough 10 years ago when the running backs were valued to be a top five pick or top 10 right. pick you're getting the 25 so if, what if they trade back seven spots and take him at two, one, is that okay? Like, you know, Javante Williams was a high second round pick last year. No one's really killing Denver for that. So I right. feel like it might be, it depends on the team. It depends on the situation for, 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 for the running backs. Yeah. And it feels like to me, you know, you got all this talk about, you know, the, the fifth year option for those first round picks. And so everybody wants to try to get certain positions within that first round. Um, to me, it's like, I guess you're not paying running backs big money, so you don't want to try to squeeze them in. I know the Chiefs took Edward Solaire at 32, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. But I think, hey, if the Chiefs had taken Jonathan Taylor at 32, who was on the board, we'd be thinking about it a lot differently. You know, it, it's not. I, and to me, if you have a star, I don't care what position it is, that fifth year option is gold. So um, I don't think it, it would be dumb at all for the Bills to take him at 25 if they love him. Kevin, who is? I think maybe I want – it's an easier question if, if it's a receiver. Who's a receiver that either you wouldn't be picking in these drafts before the NFL draft where you don't know the landing spot or you think, you know, maybe because of how the whole situation reads for you, the cha- the possible landing spots or what the hype is on the player that you're off of? Is there is there a receiver where you feel like those of us who are drafting are – spending too much attention and draft capital on or no? Yeah, I think it's tricky. If you're drafting now before the NFL draft, uh, you know, it's almost certainly best ball. Um, I guess there's a few dynasty leagues going on. But um, in that case, you really, I think you just have to diversify among all the guys you like. I don't think there's any guy that I would say you have to totally avoid within that top, you know, 10 receiver group. Uh, if you're only doing one draft, maybe, but if you're doing several, like most people in best ball, then then just diversify. But as far as like, um, you know, over overvalued as a whole, guys that I I like less than their current ADP, I would mention Jahan Dotson um, is one guy I think of. I think he's to me, he when I watch his tape, he's a little bit like Keenan Allen with his route running, which is a great compliment. I mean, amazing uh, quickness in and out of breaks, but he is so little that I just wonder if he's going to get pigeonholed as like one of these, um, you know, slot only that, you know, just gets short, you know, not, you know, not far uh, ADOT passes, just, it's just little dump off kind of short stuff. I think he's fast enough to go deep, but I just think he has to land in the perfect situation. So until I see where he lands, I'm a little skeptical for him. And definitely a guy that I'm avoiding is Justin Ross. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who are avoiding him. So I, I, but I still think at his ADP, he's still, I think he's going in like the second round or so of, you know, like a dynasty draft, like a, a rookie draft. I mean, uh, that's too early for me. I just think the last couple of years he's been bad and he, his first year he was great, but that, that's too long of a gap for me. I just haven't seen it lately. Why does stuff like that happen? Like I'm not into college football enough to really have an opinion. Like, you know, why does that stuff happen? Ross was, he was, you know, Jared Smola of Draft Sharks. He does a lot, breaks down all this stuff. And he was saying that he had the best freshman tape out of any of these guys. And then I think of a guy, another Clemson, like a Sammy Watkins was a first team All-American as a rookie, as a rookie, as a, as a freshman. And then it's like every year after that, for the rest of his life, it's <laughs> yeah. just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. <laughs> like what, how does that happen? How do you come in as a, as a child into yeah. the ACC and dominate and then okay. stop. Well, I wonder if it was because he was um, he was like not being watched as a rookie. He was playing yeah. with a couple of really good players uh, around him. And so, you know, he was like, who's this guy? You know, and he, he was probably getting single coverage from one of their worst corners and he just burned it. I think he also had Lawrence thrown in the ball. Right. So, I mean, he had yeah. every opportunity to kind of show up and, 
I think a lot of times in college, and I'm not a college guy either, like NFL is my thing. I just watch some tape for these drafts specifically, but um, I think it's easy, much easier to show up big time in college in the right situation. You know, you get a good coaching staff, you get a, a solid quarterback. It's not like you're playing against pro defenses, right? So yeah. um, you just get a good opportunity and you can uh, really look great. And then as soon as they started, it seems to me, as soon as they started paying attention to the guy, he kind of fizzled. And it may, yeah. and that could be wrong, but I just think he doesn't. Plus his athleticism was just not good enough at the combine. So I'm just off of him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are we going back? Uh, we're going back a long time on, on Watkins, maybe Watson. But, you know, even, Kevin, like even conferences vary year to year. Like Kenny Pickett, oh, well, you know, he's all this. And look at the year he had. Look at the, the bubblegum card stats. But people say the ACC wasn't as strong. Like even right. a, a certain season within a conference that's considered a power conference can vary. So I guess there's no end to what you can look up. And then you have to decide, you know, what what's noise and what's exactly. not. Yeah, that's why. I mean, the talent is the most important part, even outside of all of the factors you can look at. Um, and, and I mean, it's hard to say people get talent wrong all the time, even professional scouts. So it's not like you can know for sure. But you watch the tape and you do your best to say, I think this guy has next level ability or not. Uh, and stick with your guns because, yeah, a lot of it is just noise. Sammy, you... I, by the way, Sammy Watkins, I'm looking this up because I want to know, uh, 11, 12, 13 at, at uh, Clemson, and Chad Kelly was his quarterback. Oh. Taj Boyd was the one. We were kind of hot for him for a minute yeah. there, and, and Chad Kelly was also there before he transferred. So uh, Interesting. Swag. It's Swag Kelly, Mike. Swag. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Raiders Day. That's right. Um, <laughs> Kevin, what is your opinion? I don't. I normally don't ask like opinions on specific players, but I just – this guy, because I'm looking at this draft and I'm looking at a lot of the receivers coming out these days are are smaller, quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, these off, NFL offenses are shifting to the spread, right? And they right. got these, they have more, NFL has much more mobile quarterbacks who can buy time and get these guys time to get open and these scramble drills. But a guy that, I, that I've just really been kind of enamored with and looking at a lot lately is George Pickens, who's not mm-hmm. that, right? He's an outside alpha, you know, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, um, you know, pedigree father played in the NFL. Like he's a guy that I I've seen mocked a little bit at the end of the first round, but I feel like he was another one that, that broke out really young, got the injury last year. Well, what are your thoughts on, on him? Yeah, I, I have a, he's actually on my undervalued list. I think he's, okay. um, I, I really, from the tape I saw, I liked the talent a lot. I like the size. I like how he tested. Um, so I, I think he's going to be a very good, um, NFL player. I don't know, like you're saying, if he's, he's kind of opposite of what a lot of teams are looking for because he's, he doesn't have the the quickness, but I think he's got the long speed. And I think there are still a lot of teams that want that size, you know, even Traylon Burks. I mean, there's going to be, he's going to go in the first for sure. There's teams that are looking for that, like the DK Metcalf kind of beast, AJ Brown kind of feel. And, you know, you, some teams want that guy who can post up. Uh, Pickens is kind of like a hybrid though. He's big, but he's also quick and he's not huge. You know, he's not like a DK Metcalf size. Right. So yeah, I really like him. He, I think he could be, he could play that, uh, be really good in the intermediate levels, right? Like 15, 20 yards down the field. So if he, if he lands with a good quarterback, I mean, I was actually, uh, I heard whispers about the chiefs. That's my team. Um, but he would have to probably last till 50 cause they're not going to take him at 29 or 30. Um, but yeah, I sure? think it, I I'm not sure uh, that he they did bring him in for for a visit. So yeah, it's possible. But um, yeah, I like him. But I do think if he if he goes early second, it's probably to a bad offense, and then you gotta you gotta kind of reassess at that point. Because they're talking like the betting lines have it over six receivers, six or up in the first round. Six seems pretty safe at this point, mm-hmm. you know. And we can name those names. But you get to Kansas City at twenty nine and thirty, and yeah. If there's not a trade, you feel like they're almost going to take one of them to fit in with the Tyree Kill trade, right, Kevin? So, yeah. Like if, if, so, if so if receivers, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say if if Burks and and Garrett Wilson and Olave and Drake London and Jamison Williams, those would be the five we're pretty sure will go earlyish, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then you're talking about, I mean, on my list, I have Pickens next. So yes, he could certainly go. But I think that among, among the NFL, they like Dotson more. 
Um, I think that there's a lot of talk about Christian Watson and Sky Moore going in the first potentially. So you got, you know, those guys are, that's to me what nine players that we could be looking at potentially going in the first. I just think if any of them are going to slip, um, it's, it's likely to be Pickens just based okay. on the, the little bit of talk we're hearing about him. You know what I mean? All the other guys have so much more buzz. Uh, but hey, if the Chiefs took him at 30, I'm going to be happy because I think he's got a lot of ability. And I think, too, he fits what they need. Like, the, Juju's not an outside guy. He's, he's a slot right. guy, right? And they, they lost Ty, Tyreek was everything. But, like, I think he fits what they need as an outside kind of um, receiver out there. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would love for, – for fantasy, would absolutely love it mm-hmm. for Pickens to, to, to go there. I would hate – you know, I would hate it because I hate the Chiefs. You, know, <laughs> no offense, you do? I, oh, <laughs> no offense to me personally. I don't even have time. a shirt that says 13 seconds or anything. Oh, I did not God. buy it. I did not buy it. So well, you can't buy a shirt when you won the Super Bowl two years ago and then you lose to the Bengals. I know. It, see, this, <laughs> this, one says, this one says champions. That's the one That's, I wear. Oh, I, don't want, yeah. I, I don't want that 13 second stuff. You, you cannot. No, no one will ever have a shirt that says that because no one wants one. They made them, though. You know they made them. Chief fans don't want to talk about last year's playoffs either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how'd I you lose that game, your, right? I saw you shaking your head at Sky Moore. Do you not like him, Adam? I just don't think that Sky Moore would be a good fit. Like, if Pickens is there, I think the Chiefs would be crazy to take Sky Moore over. over personally, I mean, what, what, what do I what do I know? But like, uh, I think Pickens is what they need. I'm fine with Sky Moore. I just think that, but but who knows? Maybe they're trying to get that Tyreek Hill ness back with a quicker smaller guy to be able to run those jet sweeps and all that type of stuff what do you mean so, they got miko harman what are you talking about oh i'm waiting can miko get okay we have a chief's guy on beautiful can miko can, can he get better like my argument preseason for him last year and i wasn't super high on miko hardman but i was just like hey it, could, could he get better people aren't accounting people just like to not account for players just getting better over the course of their, no, their career because it's rare <laughs> yeah. Is it? What yes. most people don't know is that uh, if Hardman was not a receiver in college, I mean, the guy was a, a cornerback uh, or a safety or something. So they literally switched him after his freshman year to a receiver. He has almost no, you know, he's still learning the position. And yeah. in Kansas City, they make you learn all three positions. Um, he, he, I think he's getting there. I mean, I think he's just probably not as like Tyreek is a, a rare in every sense. I mean, the guy picked right. up the, by the, the middle of his rookie year, he was he knew them all, and he I, people don't understand how smart that guy is. I mean, he's a ridiculous athlete, but an amazingly smart player. I think Hardman's just slower. You know, he's learning it, he's getting there. He, but no, he'll never be like Tyreek. He'll never have that. It's not because people people just think, oh, Tyreek is fast. Hardman's fast. Why can't he replace him? Tyreek is a ridiculous route runner, right. you know, and Correct. a ridiculously great football player across the board. So. Now, and I will say to Mike's point of guys, like Tyreek got better. He did. As yeah. a route runner. He did get better. That's when he exploded. So my, my question is, I know a lot of people reach out to me about guys like Devin Singletary and guys like Gabe Davis, because I know we're here in the, in the Buffalo area. So what's the word? Like the Bills, to me, love Gabe Davis as a team. Josh loves him. The ownership loves him. The GM love coach everybody. So that affects like what they're going to do in the NFL draft. It affects what they're going to do with free agency. How do the Chiefs feel about Miko Hardman? Do they are they indifferent? Has there been any buzz? Like what's the uh, what's the word? Well, I think it's a mix because Andy always talks about he hey, the kids getting better. The kids getting better, and you know he's learning this. He's learning that. But the the bottom line is Patrick doesn't really trust him, and it, it, that That's could change. Cool. But That's he, you, yeah, you, you've seen many games and, you know, I watch every Chiefs game, probably like you watch every Bills game. And there's many games when he sees Miko going, he'll throw the ball and then Miko isn't within 15 yards. And he just yells at him like, what the heck are you thinking, man? Like you were supposed to do this. And it happens over and over. So, again, maybe Miko will learn it. Maybe it just is going to take him three years. He's definitely stinking fast. Right. And he's actually not a terrible route runner. He's got good hands, et cetera. But he just ha- I think it's all mental with him. If you figured it yeah. out all that, I think he could be good, but I don't think he's, he'll be like a B B player. He's never going to be an A player, even if he gets better. Deep end dynasty, 10 minutes on Mikko Hardman. Well, (laughs) it's not even enough. I mean, (laughs) I, I, I'm listening and I accept everything that's been said. It's also like the the other factor is it's kind of too late. Like he, right. That's right. He's had the role he's had here the last two, three years. Is it even three? It's at least two. I mean, he, he helped, Towards the Bills in the 
you know, the AFC championship two, two years ago with his speed. But um, now they've, they've lost Hill. They've made replacements. And on Davis, I just want to say they all talk like they love him. They haven't acted like it yet. Like they, they wouldn't put him on the field the first two years. That was first, weird. First year he caught eight touchdown passes and they went out and signed a replacement. So I think the assumption is this year that he will have that role. But I think the Bills also draft somebody by Friday night in this for the outside. Like Davis isn't really perfect for that. Tape guys have never really liked Davis. So um, two Man, I loved very him. good and interesting teams. In college, I, I was watching his tape and when, when I like hit him coming out for the rookie draft and I thought I saw some Mike Evans. I mean, I, that guy, he was like a man among boys on his, when he was in college, just like going up over people. And um, I don't know about the route running and all that, but I, I thought he'd be great when I and, and I think he has been. I mean, every opportunity he's gotten, he's produced. So I don't know why on earth they wouldn't make him, a, you know, a one B to digs and feature him. Yeah, Mike well, Evans, listen, Mike Evans, Adam, you came on the wrong podcast. Simmer down, the Mike Evans. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a big. I'm like a Mike Love Evans. Him. Mike Evans has been in the Hall of Fame for five years, and we, <laughs> we just don't know. Yet. I feel like it's non-zero that Adam will be his presenter at the Hall of Fame someday. <laughs> DraftKings, go on there. Let's see. Let's see what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Gabe Davis, I love the Gabe Davis is a hot topic right now in dynasty circles. And I just, I think I was posting, I uh, commented on something today um, from Austin Martin and those guys talking about it. And uh, I, I think we're going to know the answer, like Mike said, Friday, because if they, if right. they, if they love him, they're going to leave him, they're going to leave, leave it alone. Um, and if they, if they don't or whatever, even if they take a receiver, I think it's going to be a, more of a slot guy. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just don't think the bills knew after his rookie year, they didn't know. Nobody right. knew, so they went ahead and got Emmanuel Sanders, and he wasn't very good. He's old, whatever. And I think now, I think they know, and I think right. we're and we'll know. We'll know for, for Friday night, and uh, I hope, I hope they go slot receiver. I hope they don't go outside receiver because I think they can they can get more value in that passing game by adding. You you can really upgrade our slot receiver position. You're not necessarily going to do get someone that's so much better than Gabe Davis right now on the, on the outside. Wandale. Wandale, teeny tiny. Are you not into uh, uh, McKenzie? He's fine. I like McKenzie. I like Crowder. I mean, I, I actually kind of like Crowder. Um, but McKenzie's fine. I don't. They didn't sign him to a. Mike would know more about this stuff than me. I don't think they signed him to a starting slot. Yeah, okay. Type Just role. more like a return guy still. Yeah. If they end up going receiver in round three, Wandale Robinson was asked, "So who'd you talk to?" He said Buffalo, and they Ooh. they talked to me about four receiver sets. You know, so if they end up going corner or even running back in the first two rounds, I feel like the, the odds are pretty good that corner running back receiver in some order are the first three picks. If they keep them all, then there's possibly linebacker. If they're worried about Edmonds, Kevin, we've already kept you a long time. Tell us about the expert series, your podcast. What are you working on? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the podcast, uh, I actually just started last year because I I've been writing an article about um, just some, basically snap counts and what we can see with, with guys who are, you know, getting usage that we might miss because they're not getting, you know, as many targets or producing yet, but you know, those early signals that they're going to be producers in fantasy. And so I just kind of dig into the, the data every week for that. And so I decided to, to kind of put that on a pod, a solo pod, and it, it's been fun and uh, it, you know, got a, got a lot of people who, who they say it's, it's helped them. And so I'll keep doing that. But yeah, this this uh, uh, off season, I just decided to talk to all a bunch of the experts that I that I know and I built relationships with and just kind of ask them, uh, how do you win? How do you approach it? Uh, some of them are analysts and don't do as much playing. How do they think about the game? Um, how do they uh, you know, what what is uh, something that listeners who want to improve their game can do to kind of get an edge in fantasy? Uh, and so it's been a really awesome uh, time just talking with these experts and I've learned a lot from them and, you know, a lot of people have said it's been helpful for them. So um, yeah, I'm going to keep uh, doing that for a couple more uh, months here and, and keep digging in with experts. I, I definitely encourage folks to listen to that. Yeah. I want to listen. Uh, I've, I've tuned into to your podcast as much as I can. I, I, I really enjoy it. 
the the snap counts and the, and the, where the players are lining up. Like those are the type of analytics that really fuel me because those are, those can directly lead to fantasy points. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really like that, that stuff and the expert series and I'll be completely honest. Okay. Whenever I hear the word expert, it's a triggering word <laughs> to me and I roll my eyes, but then I go and I look and you had player after player after player on there. That's, what I like to see, like, I like to see the people who are playing fantasy football and winning at it. Your, your guys, Abib and Theo and all the players that you had on there, Dwayne McFarland's an analyst, but he's also a big time player. Like mm-hmm. those are great guests. I listened to all those podcasts. They were sensational. I listened to Theo's the other day. Theo's was really, really good. Um, obviously I listened Jared and Matt Ron. They, they play their analysts as well, but I can't stress the fact that, that you did an expert series and had players on there. Cause a lot of people, experts are just, just Anderson. That's not true. Right. There, are, there are really, really smart players out there that are, that just have day jobs that just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I really commend you on doing that series and having players on there. Yeah. I have another guy. Um, actually don't even know his first name, uh, but he's in a boatload of, um, of uh leagues over at ffpc i've played with him and he's going to come on and talk about the post draft like who he's targeting in rookie draft so that'll be a really good one too uh make sure uh check that out if you're oh, in, yeah, for, in dynasty leagues yeah for, for sure i mean another uh, episode another week and i have no idea whether adam even i think he i think he hates me like uh, he's all of the whole premise of this was players 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 analysts and i was always neither <laughs> I still get get the link every week. Oh, join me on StreamYard. And then here are the sharks, you know, and I I think I'm the voice. I think I'm Don Pardo of the deep end. I don't even know. I'm still third year. I'm trying to figure out how I fit in. But then we get, but then Kevin, we get in all these drafts and Mike wins them all. So it's like, you know, So he's a player. I'm only a player because of Adam. Like he's a player. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. What a treat. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Uh, it's really cool to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Th- right. Thanks so much, well, Kevin. All right, take care. Love it. Love, love, love it. What are you shaking your head about? <laughs> oh, well, the analytics, but the word that bothers me is expert. <laughs> Since when does the word analytics not bother you? It's triggering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, well. What a show. Great show. What a show. What a show. Come on, right? A week from tonight. Come on. I'm excited. A week from tonight. Tuesday first. High stakes. And then, oh, yeah. It's very exciting. And then so May good. is the uh, Football Guys Championship drafts. Are we doing yes. one together? Are we doing anything to celebrate May 1st? Of course. We'll... All right. We should Stay just tuned do... for updates. We should just do it. It's interesting enough, too. I was looking. You know how I said the, uh, that the, the, second, the first Football Guys wasn't filling. I was actually – Incorrect. They were, those were the slow drafts that were, that were filling, which is right. gross. Can we get a live? Come on, people. Let's get some live drafts. All right. Send me a, send me a link. All right. Thanks send for watching everybody. Link. Have a good weekend. Next week, draft week will be on the air Tuesday, Thursday. This is the deep end. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. See you then. See you guys.